it was it was almost overwhelming to like take it all in and see like the culture mm -hmm. see the people see like the disparity and just like there were poor people there were people with money so it's like you see that the world is overall like the same in terms of like there are poor people everywhere but it was still it was overwhelming in a good way it was like this is so dope like mm -hmm. I'm in and like I, I had to remind myself every morning it was like bruh Hey, welcome to Travel Tuesday Happy Hour, where we interview dope people doing dope things from around the world, and we are in season four. Season four is Voyage 22. But before we begin, don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, click that notification bell so you guys know when new episodes drop. And Voyage 22 is so important to me because that's when we got married. We invited 50 plus of our friends and family to really enjoy uh, Morocco, Marrakesh, Morocco with us. And one of our guests is, tell us who you are and what you do. I am Nelson Tavares. I uh, spent the last six to seven years in finance, and now I transitioned, I recently transitioned, right after the wedding, actually, into consulting. Okay, okay. And one of the things that a lot of people kind of, kind of get lost with you, right, is like, where are you from? Like, on the planet? Yes, sir. So, okay. I am originally from Dominican Republic, like, born, moved to the United States when I was three and a half. Okay. And then I grew up in New York, in the Bronx, to be specific. The boogie down Bronx. So, okay. Yeah. So, but after that, it's just been, I've been bouncing around. So, I spent, like, five years living in Philly, the last three years living in Delaware, and now I'm back in New York, but I'm going to take my talents overseas. Oh. Pretty soon. Okay. <clears throat> and um, what got you into travel? So, like, was that migration your first trip you remembered? Or <laughs> actually, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, so weird and oddly enough, mm -hmm. immigrating to the U.S. was like my first trip, if you want to call it that. But for the most part, I traveled a lot in the U.S. Okay. Thanks to the bros. Okay. Okay. A lot bruh's, of what's the bros? Stop it. Um, <laughs> Because of road tripping, okay. so like going, so I've I've seen a lot of the U.S. just based off of going to different conferences, the Clave, mm -hmm. Clave. Um, so that was it. But then it's like, all right, America's only but so big. Right. It is a big country, and there's a lot to see, but the world is bigger. Right. And in uh, twenty eighteen or nineteen. My job sent me to, there's no free promo here. Uh, <laughs> my job where I was working sent me to the Philippines for two weeks. And that was such a dope experience that I was like, all right, I got to see more of this big blue marble. Like, I need to get out more. Now, um, and, and I'm going to kind of step a little back just because I know you, um, just to give people a little context, right? So um, up until 2018, mm -hmm. right? Um, uh, you were not American citizen. I was not. So yeah, right. I didn't. So, I got my green card in 2014. Mm -hmm. So that 2015 was the first time I went back home to Dominican Republic in like 28 years. Mm. So that was big for me to go home and spend Christmas, which is a big deal in Dominican. I mean, you know, right. back home, Christmas is a very big deal. So to go home for the first time in that long was amazing. 
I did my first actual international trip when I got my green card. I went to Costa Rica. Mm. That was cool. That was a very dope experience. Just seeing like how fast food restaurants in other countries have the same stuff we have here, but then they have local stuff right. in the menu. They added a little food. Right. So like you could get rice and beans at KFC and you wow. can get flan at Pizza Hut. Oh, okay. So okay. it was interesting. And then, so then it was Costa Rica back home to Dominican Republic. And then after that, I didn't go anywhere un- until I went to um, the Philippines. Okay. And the Philippines, was that like on a work visa or was yeah. that? Okay. So, so, but that was interesting. Like even like just how the work visa worked because I had the work visa to get into the country, but mm-hmm. I couldn't actually start training people. Mm-hmm. Until they verified everything after I got there. So I spent two days just doing my job over there before I started actually like, all right, you got to do this, you got to do that. And actually training people like we were not allowed to do any. I mean, I don't know how hard they were watching us, but. Mm -hmm. So now what's that process like, like getting a work visa to go in another country or was it because you weren't a citizen? I think it was because you needed a work visa because even people who were U.S. citizens had to go through the same thing. Like when we got there, we had to like check in with an office, fill out paperwork and give them our passports. Mm. And then we didn't get our passports back till like a week later. And one of the dudes that was on the trip was like super pressed about getting his passport back because we only spent one weekend there. And that one weekend he wanted to travel, but he needed his passport. So, like, we gave our passports on Monday, and on Thursday, he was like, I got to get my passport. I got to get my passport. And I was like, why are you so pressed? And then later on, that's when I figured it out. But um, I didn't need a passport to travel because one thing I forgot was that the Philippines is a chain of islands. It's not one specific place. So, like, the team at work, that first weekend, we that one weekend that I was there, we took a bus to a boat a boat to another island and then we stayed at a hotel nice but it was like 40 us dollars for two rooms for the night and it came with continental breakfast oh and their continental breakfast was like the local dish so it's like rice beans eggs and like sausage and toast so i was like i was like eating breakfast right the the, 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 exactly so i'm like oh i can definitely do this so we spent one night there but we were like on the beach mm. like it's not like like when you go to mexico like there's the pool and then there's like you got to walk a bit and then get to the beach. It was like the pool. And then where the pool ended was the beach. Oh, nice, nice. So it was love. And the, the water out there was clear as hell, like super blue, super clear. I, I, I'm pretty sure I got like um, sunburned, <laughs> but. Listen, we, we melanated. Right. We still need a little sunscreen. I, I, so so yeah. don't forget your sunscreen. Right. Don't forget your out. sunscreen when you go to these tropical places because it's, it's not a game. But. So, so uh, as far as your when you citizenship, mm-hmm. now you got your American passport. You oh, I'm think, official now. I got, you official I got a black passport. Citizen. Talk to me nice. Like <laughs> I'm going everywhere. So, what was your first trip to you, that you gifted yourself with the passport? I spent my 33rd birthday in Mexico. Nice, nice. And the irony of it is, is I spent it in the same city. Molly from Insecure. Oh, really? Was getting bent over the balcony on. Oh. So it's like I experienced the city and then I came back and that next season in Insecure, 
Molly was there and I was like, oh, I've been there. And then I was like, oh, but I didn't do that. So I, I feel like I got to go back. You got to go back and yeah. re, re Look, I, I don't, I'm not mad at you. Right. So what inspires you to continue to travel? Just getting out. I think even before traveling internationally, it was like growing up in New York, the biggest thing was like, all right, we're going to go to Times Square. Like we're, you're getting out of your hood. Mm-hmm. And then... As you get older, you go to college, it's like, all right, I'm getting out of my city. I'm going to go experience different cities. And then by, by co- in college, it was like Miami, Vegas. Like, those are like the hot spots. Like, you know, we got to go to Miami for spring break or, you know, we got to go to Vegas for whatever. And then, like, you know, you get a little, as you get a little older, you start, like, people start throwing in stuff like Coachella or, like, um, the, the Electric Daisy Festival, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But Q-Fest back in the day. <laughs> I never made it, and it's probably a good thing I didn't. <laughs> um, you just start realizing, like, yo, the world is a lot bigger than America. And it's like, it's dope to experience the cultures of the world in real time. Because you also start to see how different. But they, same. Right. How different, but same. And more so, I say that, like, about the food. Mm-hmm. Like, there's certain foods that we know here from certain cultures that don't exist. Mm-hmm. Back in the original country. Right. Like Alfredo sauce is not a thing in Italy. That's an American-made thing. Mm. Egg foo young is not an American. It's an American thing. It's not a Chinese thing. Right, like right. so just to be able to experience the world and see like what it really is. I mean, don't get me wrong. And you can probably speak to it too. Like when you travel the world, you still deal with discrimination. Mm. You still deal with racism. We'll get to that. We'll get to but, that. So there. But, you know, it's just dope to see it. And then I have family all over the place. Mm. Like, I have a sister who lives in Italy. Oh, okay. Hey, that's and easy trip. this past uh, Christmas, right before Christmas, I went to visit my aunt in London. Nice. nice. So that was... That was cool. Oh, so you you using that passport? Oh yeah, 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 I'm getting these stamps. I think the most irritating thing is when they don't put the visa stamp right. on the very next page. Mm-hmm. But so, so quick question. So do you use, so like, for example, let's say you're going to Cuba. Mm-hmm. Are you going to like the DR then flying to Cuba and then so, and using your Dominican passport? I would have to defer to people who've been there okay. to know how to best go about it. Like, okay. Cause you, you're, you're still technically dual citizen, right? Yeah. Like the United States doesn't recognize that I'm a dual citizen, okay. but I didn't like give up my citizenship in Dominican Republic. Gotcha. Like when I go, when I go home, I used my, like while it was, when I was going home to Dominican Republic while it was still valid because it expired now, mm-hmm. I would show that and I don't have to pay the tourist fee when I go through mm-hmm. customs. So I mean it's ten dollars, but ten dollars is ten dollars. Like right. I'm not I got you. if I can save the money, I'm going to save the money. Hey, listen, so. listen. If you can if you can go in as a as a native, mm-hmm. go in as a native, right? Um, so do you have like maybe like top three like places you've ever visited? Morocco is okay. is there, and I think it's it's it holds a special place among the trips I've taken for a multitude of reasons. Okay. It's okay. my first time to the motherland. Nice. So I brought home some dirt from yes, I brought home dirt from Morocco. I don't care. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, but it was like it was your wedding. Mm-hmm. Like I was there for a specific reason, but the experience itself was amazing because I had to remind myself like oh, this is my first time in the motherland. Like. Mm. Touching the earth, mm. you know, and it's like you you take it for granted, but 
I now I feel like I gotta go to more countries in Africa. Hey, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. I have to because it's like just to in, immerse yourself in the culture, see the differences, and understand that people make their livings yeah, in true. all types of way. And I saw it in the Philippines. Like mm. the guy who was pressed to go on the trip, he scheduled a hiking tour where we hiked to the top of the active volcano in the oh, Philippines. Wow. Yeah. That's dope. Along the way, there were people selling water and Gatorade. It reminds you of where? <clears throat> Back home, right. <laughs> but home. so, but the, I feel like they have it worse because the Philippines only has two seasons. Mm. The dry season and the rainy season. Oh, wow. In the rainy season, no one's hiking up a volcano. You're right. So these people got to make all their money in the dry season so that they're okay in the rainy season. Mm. But it's like similar to back home. Like these people live in shacks, mm. but they have solar panels. Right. So they had like, I'm like, <laughs> they got TV. Right, we're going to live in a shack, <laughs> but we're going to make sure we got Wi-Fi. Like, Hey, you know, priorities. Right. So, and I mean, it's different. Like one thing I will, the Philippines has some of the freshest mango I've ever had in my life. Hey, I got to go to the Philippines. So like, anybody who? got a trip to the Philippines, holla at your boy. Trying to go. Yeah. So, and then I know, like, I know you, like you travel and I feed off of your experiences. Mm. So I'm like, I watch what you post and I'm like, I need to go there. Mm. And I start making a list in my head. Mm. But to get back to your question, Morocco is definitely like top of the list. Morocco, Philippines, and then home? Home. I would, I would put home before the Philippines just because home has a certain equity that you can't get. Right. Anywhere, anywhere else, else. Right. like because everywhere else looks like home. Boom. So, and I think that's that's like the can we curse? Yeah, man. That's the mind <laughs> fuck. Sorry, that's the mind fuck of traveling and being from where we're from. Right? Mm-hmm. Is like Americans go to our countries for vacation. Right. But we go home. Right. Like this right. is home. Like this is not. I'm not on tour. I'm not going for the all inclusive. When I go home, I go home. I don't have to the countryside. Now. Right. When you go home, you go home different. You yeah. different. I, Grand, your grandparents I mean, is they had bread. So your, your grandparents is different. Yeah, they were they the were rest of us well is established. Going to shacks and stuff like that. I, I mean, it depends you know what on what part of the family I'm visiting. <laughs> so because like my dad lives in Monte Cristi, which is northwest mm-hmm. Dominican Republic. But like, if you look at it on the map, mm-hmm. I can like run to Haiti yep. from where my dad lives and I mean plantains and come right back right and I mean that's why I have this beautiful skin tone yep. but like there are people who like you're Northeast Haitian like you're not Dominican <laughs> so and I'm like I'm not denying it like I love like you're one of my best friends and you're Haitian and we get along just fine right. and another one of my best friends is Haitian I've dated Haitian women like I don't have anything against Haitian people I embrace the culture and if I'm being honest some of the food Mm. prepared the Haitian way. Listen, don't cancel my Dominican brother here because he's speaking the I truth. don't care. Can't nobody you know cancel me. Some know. of the food prepared the Haitian way tastes better. And you know that that's the crazy part you mentioned that, right? It's like Dominican and Haitian food is almost the same thing. Almost the same thing. Right? Yeah. Like we eat plantains kind of similar. Like mm-hmm. y'all uh, mashed plantains will puree and make it a soup. Yeah. Um, y'all still do plantones, um, tostones, yeah. you know, um, yeah. So that's that's kind of dope. So yeah. now, do you have a bucket list? It changes. Okay. okay. As time goes on, because it's like when you think about traveling the world, just like 
when I think about my women friends, right? Mm-hmm. As black women, they have to be very careful about traveling alone. Mm-hmm. As black men, we don't have to worry about some of the things they worry about, but that doesn't mean we don't have to be careful right. because racism is racism no matter what. Right, right. And you don't know how you're going to be received where you go. But I think the irony of it is, is a lot of the places that are I would be on my supposed bucket list mm-hmm. are places that I feel like would be safe for people of color. Mm-hmm. So like Singapore. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go to Singapore. Singapore is like in my top five. Oh, yeah. I mean, I ain't going to lie. Crazy Rich Asians made me. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. So like everybody wants to go to the Marina Bay Sands mm-hmm. and get a selfie in the Infinity Pool. You got to. I mean, I'm actually stay there. Yeah, right. You know, uh, no, I, I want to do that. Wait, when but, are you going? I don't know. All right, we're going to figure that out. But Singapore is like in my top five, Bora Bora, but Bora Bora is like a a vacation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Shout out. Yeah, Bora Bora is like a vacation. So that's not like, I can't hit you up and be like, dog, let's go to Bora Bora. It has to be like a couple. Right. Like, I got to be like, yo, tell Jackie (laughs) we're going to go to Bora Bora. (laughs) And then it'd be like you said, it's a couple's trip. Gotcha. But Bora Bora is up there. Uh, um, Samoa. Mm. I, I want to visit there. And it, that just even thinking about visiting Samoa made me think about like getting back in touch with our roots from back home. Right. So like one thing I learned just doing research is the only people you hear like really brag about being Taino's mm. is Puerto Ricans. Right, right. But if you look up like where Taino Indians mm-hmm. were indigenous to, it's Puerto Rico, Cuba, our country, mm-hmm. um, Jamaica, mm-hmm. like any other islands in the Caribbean, they were Tainos or some subset of Tainos. So it's interesting to me. It's like we really all come from the same place. Right. But to your point, Dominican food, Haitian food, Cuban food, Puerto Rican food, Jamaican food, yeah. it's all pretty much similar. Mm-hmm. And then like the further south in the Caribbean you get, you just see more Indian influence. So that's why you get like people in Jamaica, Trinidad, right. Guyana, who, who use more of the curry, right? Right, right? Exactly. So going to Samoa, you know, like what's the one common thing everybody does? Everybody wants to get a tribal tattoo. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to get something that isn't representative of me. Like I have no tie to <laughs> French Polynesian people, right, right. to Samoan people. Right. So I started looking up our heritage and I'm like, all right, we got some dope tribal shit too. So... Okay. That's in the works, but Samoa, just to see the culture, just to see how it is, and it's just dope. Like, I, w- I would love to go to Samoa. Um, I said Moscow at one point. Listen. And people were like... Hopefully there's peace in Europe. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, you don't want to be like, oh, girl, that hopefully she gets off, is that's arrested for marijuana. Like, whatever. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. But, you know, like... I still want to, I want to see Russia, mm-hmm. like certain part, like you want to experience the culture. Right. I think my biggest reservation with being heavy on the travel mm-hmm. is just food. Like I'm worried about them not having food I'm going to like or. See, here's, that's the thing about food is like, I, I've, I've learned to stay open. Right. So, so it's not that I'm not open. It's just that like, I, like <laughs> I don't want to go hungry, but I also don't want to go to another country and just eat shit I can get back home. But that's the fallback. Yeah. Right. So right. Like, I don't, don't want to fall oh, back. I want to immerse myself in the food. But like 
when you do the research and you hear about some of the local delicacies and it's like blood sauces and I'm like, that's a hard pass. Sorry. I, I feel you. So just being mindful is gotcha. all. I think, but I think that's, we should all be that mindful, you right. know, like if you really want to experience the culture, you can't go into it and be like, oh, I'm not going to try that. For example, um, in the Philippines, one of their delicacies is called balut. And it's you you eat a partially fertilized chicken egg. Mm. So like there's a the beak is formed and everything, and you're just supposed to like crack it open and shoot it, and that's it. And I'm like, mm, no. What was no, it? Thank you. I didn't try it. Try it. No. Oh, come on, man. I didn't try it. And the people from there were like, you should try it. And I was like, have you tried it? And they were like, no. So like, Why would I try it? You live here and you don't eat it. And you're telling me to try it? I'm, I'm not going to be the guinea pig. Listen, I don't I don't blame you. I, I don't blame you at all. So that's a pretty decent bucket list, you know? Yeah. I mean, if, it's, if it's constantly growing, the yeah. oh, things are. Yeah, I think you that's... Know, I think you'll be able to hit a decent amount of those. And yeah. listen, you know, I'm always here for it. No, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and uh, I, so happen. that's what I'm going to say. I think my bucket list of places to travel changed mm -hmm. after going to Morocco. Because now I'm like, all right. Now I got to go to Tanzania, Zanzibar. I got you. I got you. You know, like I, so. Things in the works. We got things in so, the works. So, yeah. Um, but, so with that said, you talk about um, Morocco being um, one of like the top places that you visited. And mm -hmm. once again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making it out. And oh, I wasn't going to miss so, that. As y'all know, this season's Voice 22 uh, Voice 22 is literally the culmination of 22 cities that me and my wife has been to. Mm, my wife, you heard that right, my wife. Over the course of our relationship, <laughs> um, which was a pandemic relationship, so that's like yeah, that's you know, kind of layers of complexity, right? And then last season we interviewed a whole bunch of couples, and this is literally the culmination of that. Nice. Um, and so you know, I reached out and was like, yo, Nell, getting married in Morocco was good. No question. What was your first thought? I was like, I'm going. <laughs> I, I feel like you told, you called me, you told me, and I was like, I'm there. Mm. And I don't think you told me where it was. You were just like, wedding in April. And I was like, all right, I'm there. And, and then you told me, and I was like, I'm definitely there. Those like, are the type of friends you need. You need the friends yeah, like, like, how much, when, right. where. That's it. And even like, Leading up to it, we were in sync with the planning. We, you were just like, yo, I'm going to buy these flights today. And I was like, just That's tell me cool. how much I got to send you. And that was it. Like, right. And I, I love it. it. It's You have to have people that you can seamlessly travel with. I don't need the back and forth. The pay, like, If you got to do a payment plan, get it how you live. But just travel with people you know are on the same type of time right. year on. Right. And I think because even, well, I'll wait to see. Yeah, nah, so, so we're going we gonna to step it up too. Because, okay. you know, um, things, so you were originally supposed to go with somebody, right? And that, see, let's talk about that situation because, you know, this is when, you know, look, uh, so <laughs> let me give you a little background story. Right? Uh -huh. So originally Jackie wanted to just be like, yo, let's just send this email to all of our friends Hey, we're going to Morocco next year. Mm -hmm. uh, book your hotels and stuff like that. And I was like, look, I don't think it's going to fly with most of my friends. <laughs> so especially if Mugs got already things, already have things in plan, you know, it's, it's an expensive trip. Right. So I was like, look, let's tell them what it is and mm -hmm. go from there. So 
We gave everybody about a year's notice. That, at least. I, I want to say it was a little more than a year, honestly. Right. And so me being the tyrant that I was, we was like, all right, we need to lock in everybody's reservation by mm-hmm. October 22nd. Um, we was playing off the 22, so October 22nd. Was I didn't like, even catch that. Everybody needs to have their <laughs> stuff in. Right. That was six months out. Right, 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 right. And so um, you... Held, we're trying to hold down a spot, mm-hmm. and you was trying to hold down a hotel room. So I, at this point, me and Jackie had already locked down three rooms. Mm-hmm. And you know, you get down to the wire, and you're like, "Yo, I hit, I hit my boy up, and I was like, "Yo, the the lady's asking, are we booking the room?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna put my deposit down." And then she asked me what was up with, with the person I was sharing the room with because they didn't put their deposit down. Mm. And I was like, hmm. I reached out, didn't get a response. And she said, all right, if it's just you, I got to change the rate mm. for a single occupancy. Ooh. And it went from like, can I say the numbers? Yeah, it was like 1000 like 2000 It went from like 1200 <laughs> To like two stacks, and I was like, "Time out, time <laughs> I gotta pay two stacks Sustainable to have this room self. by myself. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, I should just bring a date. Mm-hmm. But then you threw me the curveball of, "Yo, they could come, but they can't attend the, the dinner or the reception, like the ceremony." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "All right." Plus, you taking a woman on a date, a wedding. Not only like a wedding date, but a wedding date in Africa. Boom. That so would have been set. That's it, man. So that's sexy time shit. So I'm like, I'm not gonna pay twenty four hundred dollars to have somebody just be in the room the whole time. And not that she would have been in the room the whole time. I mean, we we, we, we went we, out. We encouraged right, it, right. but we were right. like, you know, but we I, let people we let people slide. Yeah, so. but I was like, nah, I'm gonna just book a hotel room somewhere else. Right. And then she reached out, the, the, the planner, Stella, mm-hmm. she reached out and she said, all right, somebody else wants to book the room. Mm-hmm. So if your friend isn't booking his part, then, you know, do you mind giving up the spot for people who are like, who have full occupancy? Mm-hmm. I was like, give it to them, put my deposit towards the excursion. Right, right. And I was chilling. Mm-hmm. I was like... It's gonna be a bit of a yeah, it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be dicey, but right? I'm gonna have and to. And then I came in with the oop. I was like, "Yo, I got an extra room. I got an extra spot for you and pops." Now I ain't gonna lie to you, yo. You was the real MVP, bro. <laughs> because you said you were like, "You gonna have to share a room with pops," and I was like, "So?" Like I was like, "He snores. Um, you gotta help him to the." Bathroom. He said his dad snores, and I'm like, "I snore." <laughs> so. I'm not worried about it. And I mean, go ahead. Yeah. So, so I was like, look, you know, pops, you know, you, you're going to kind of help to help him with a couple of things. And he was like, that ain't nothing. Right. You got to pay the full price for a room. I'm Gucci. Right. I was like, I, in my head, me being a nigga, I'm like, discount. <laughs> Why not? And and that was definitely clutch because you are officially, I don't think he even remembers your name. I think he knows your name. He just likes calling you he, my partner. He says my partner. He, he doesn't say Nelson. Partner. He says, what's my partner? And I'm like, I'm here. Like, what's up? Where are we going? Okay. So, I so, mean, it was a good, it was a great experience either way. So, we get to the airport. So, cheat code. Everybody, cheat code. So, um, 
from what was it JFK? Yeah. So from JFK to Morocco, you need to put like a exclamation point <laughs> and everything. So, so from JFK to Morocco, we had a wheelchair accessible situation where pops was escorted to the front of the line every step of the way. Like, like we were supposed to have like a two-hour layover. It don't even feel like it because mm. every time we got somewhere, they picked them up from the gate and went right along us to the next spot. And it was like, yo. It was, it, it was, was great. Dope. It was, like, it was like we were VIP. Yo, if you if you get a chance, you got a senior with you, tell them, look, get this wheelchair. And like it's better, almost better than TSA. Yeah. Like, like I would I would go as far. I was gonna say, like, it's giving pre-check a run for its money. Yo, it's 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 look, it's it's something different. Yeah. Um and so we get on the flight. Pops is cool the whole way. Like mm-hmm. I was concerned. I had him walking around just to make sure it got blood flow. Man, Pops was asleep majority most of the, time. of the time. You know what I mean. Um, and then we had a road to ourselves. So mm-hmm. It was just me, you, and Pops. Clutch. So you mentioned getting to Africa and like touching the dirt. Yeah, like, touching the earth. Yeah. Like, what was that experience like? I wasn't gonna go as like usually some people like get there and they start kissing the ground first of all. <laughs> No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, we didn't have a private, uh, right? Air, air, right. We didn't have like an airfield or nothing right, like that. Right. But even then, I still wouldn't have did that. Gotcha. But it was it was almost overwhelming to like take it all in and see like the culture, mm-hmm. see the people, see like the disparity, and just like there were poor people, there were people with money. So it's like you see that the world is overall like the same in terms of like there are poor people everywhere, but. It was still, it was overwhelming in a good way. It was like, this is so dope. Like, mm-hmm. I'm in. Like, I, I had to remind myself every morning. It was like, bruh, we're in Africa. Yep, yep. And then I think what threw me off was I didn't realize how cold it was going to get at night. Oh, and I you was told like, them you didn't read the guy. No, I read the guy. So, <laughs> so this Jack, guy. Jackie sent out a 30 page guide with color coded days. With that part, I followed with dress uh, with dress attire, um, what to wear, what to bring because it does, and then the temperature changes a lot. So yeah, you, you know, reading is fundamental. Most of the people we travel with usually provide you a little travel guide, travel kit, so that you guys know what's going on. So don't be like Nelson and read the travel kit when we send it to you, or just. Do whatever it is you do. Like, gotcha. it wasn't the end of the world. That's why he was freezing in it. I was not. I, I bought sweatpants. <laughs> well, this is a man that sleeps with like 60 degree AC. Yeah, this is what sometimes. I'm saying. So for so me, like we was, me and Pops would sleep with the window open. Mm-hmm. And then because of where we stayed, I think, I'm pretty sure we had the door open too. Like, well, oh, we had. Yeah. I don't think we, we ever closed the door. We had the door open the and bathroom. then we had the window open. Mm-hmm. And I remember because Aunt Wanda came <laughs> came in the window came one time. Like, she came in the window and she was like, "Why is this window open?" I was like, "Oh, we, we needed the breeze." She scared the shit out of me. <laughs> but I was like, "We need. We wanted the breeze. Like we wanted the natural air." So we had the door open and it flowed through to the window, mm. and it was perfect. Like now, you mentioned the hotel, Janan Thompson. Yeah. Shout out to Marianne, to Janan Thompson staff. The location, like, what your what were your thoughts when we got there? It's a dope ass. Because leading into it, like, and you know, not I do mean to cut you off, no, no, but like good. leading into it, the bus veers off the beaten path, and we're like, "Yo, where they taking?" It? I was like, "This looks a little set up ish." Like, this is the part of the movie where, like, the the pickup truck with the 
50 cal pulls up next to us like get out mm. you're all going to like some camp <laughs> and then like you pull up and it was like oh all right because it's definitely off the beaten path for sure but it's still dope like when you get in like and you actually tour the facility it's like yo this is nice yeah she had five did you visit all the villas no I visited all the villas. I mean, I'm sure you did. I visited. I did not. And each villa had its own pool, had its own setup. We had a pool. Yeah, we had a pool. Yeah, it's all good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was by where? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it wasn't right outside the room. Yeah, you know what it is. The first two days we stayed at the hotel. And we we did. Stayed, we we pretty, did. Pretty much just stayed in the Because I got, I remember getting there and they were like, oh yeah, we're going to head to the Medina. And I was like, y'all are going to head to the Medina. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to sleep. Yo. And I spent was, like at least half that day taking a nap. Yeah. That was a, that was a great day. Yeah. I got a lot of you. After that travel. Mm. And shout out to, was it, was it Air France or whoever we took? Yeah. Those little almond things. Oh yeah. Man. Oh yeah. That was clutch. That was snacks. Mm. That was class. Snacks. Mm. Yeah. So you get to the, you get to the hotel. We check in. You know, uh, we walk through pops through a whole this. Right, right, right. And so the next day is the dinner. Mm-hmm. Right. It was the rooftop pre pre situation. That was dope. You know what I mean. So like, what was your like? And it started with the rooftop. It ended in the dinner. Right. So what was um, your experience like there? The rooftop was dope. I'm mad we didn't get there earlier because I bought my shades. Mm-hmm. I was like, the first that that first day I had my fit, I was like, I'm gonna wear contacts mm-hmm. and I'm gonna put some shades on so mm-hmm. we could catch some nice pictures. But by the time I got to the rooftop, the sun was already setting. So there mm-hmm. were people who got some fire ass oh, pictures really? with the sunset. Mm-hmm. But it was still dope. Like they the lighting, they had the bartenders like right there when you were walking in. So it was still a dope ass ambiance. Like the way they set it up was fire. Mm-hmm. Just to have like that intro, and then when you guys got there, mm-hmm. like it was hella dope. Just to have like that rooftop area was amazing. And then the dinner, the dinner yeah. with like the whole like canopy mm-hmm. with the lighting, that was I think like one of my favorite moments because mm-hmm. it was you have all these beautiful black people dressed to the nines in Arabian Nights theme. Mm-hmm. And like we eating food, we talking, and you get to meet people. It's right. dope because you get to interact with everybody. Because I didn't know everybody that was right. going. I I might have known like four or five, four people. or five people mm-hmm. through you. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know a lot of Jackie's friends, and I I met them. I'm interacting with people. So for me, it was dope. I was like, this is the type of shit you want to do when you go on a trip with black folk. I mean, shout out to y'all for getting fifty black people to cross. <laughs> The Atlantic Listen, to come was, for a wedding. That easy. was it wasn't easy. To me, that's like the biggest part. Like that's the <laughs> biggest flex. It's like y'all got 50 people yeah. to cross yeah. the Atlantic. It it definitely wasn't easy. And uh, <laughs> you know what? It's a true testament to the fact that I think Jackie said, um, you know, um, she said it best. This was God's guest list. Right? Yeah. In the sense that like mm, that's dope. That, I like that. The people that attended were the people that were meant to be there. Because mm-hmm. it's not like we didn't open it up to everybody. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, but yeah, so the dinner, then we lead over to Marianne's house. And Yo, her house? <laughs> yeah, her house is it. Like, I wish I had a living room like that, first Yo, of all. Like, that joint was fire. And was, she curates all of that herself. Right. And it's, that's what was crazy is like, you got time to host people. And curate all of this, like that's like you. You're being a property owner, like you are taking 
I think if she took it to the next step, like oh, yeah. oh, if the yeah. next property owner ain't like this, like <laughs> Listen, you're getting a bad review. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. It's gotta be the way Marianne does it or no other way. Yeah. I mean, it's quiet. Luckily her children may, you know, are next in line to mm -hmm. take care of it. Right. They seem hopefully like they everybody. keep it, yeah. Yeah, hopefully they keep it going. Yeah. So the next day we get married. Yeah. Right. So you get um, married. Yeah. Me and Jackie. <laughs> yeah. Jackie and I get married. Yes. Right? Yes. And um, you know, you know, you got me and Pops getting ready. So you was there at the prep type of scenario. And that was and me, me and me, I'm like, I'm gonna get fire ass pictures. <laughs> I was like, this is content for the IG. Like, yes. Yeah, man. And so we got Pop. Pops took a shot at Jameson. That was funny. We took Pops was like, yo, I need a little something spicy, like. Get me some spices. I was like, all right. All right like, he was trying to get activated. I was like, I'm with Pops. Like, let's go. Pops just activated. No then, breakfast, man. just straight shots. Hey, listen. I mean, he was, <laughs> he was ready. He was up. He was yeah, up. it was a big day. Um, So we go from there to the actual wedding. And now we're at the ceremony. Now, what did you think about... Um, So our photographer, shout out to On The Run Images, Rick. Um, My boy. Rick was like, yo, I think... It would be dope if you told all the guests to kind of like either put their phones away or not to have it out. Right. Or collect it. I think we collected yeah. the phones. So <laughs> some people chose not and to Excuse me, scratching phone. my nose a lot. I don't know why I got an itchy ass nose. I promise you. I, it's, it's, he doesn't do the substances. No, I'm not um, on any substances. <laughs> um, I think it's a dope aesthetic. I think it's fire to either ask. I mean, if we're grown. I feel like you can ask people to be respectful and keep their phones away. Taking the phones, cool. I mean, they ain't getting my phone. Right. But taking the phones, I think, is dope in the sense that, like, you, like, I think, I feel like social media has created this culture where it's like, you got to get a picture of everything. You got to record everything. I'm guilty of it, too. Mm -hmm. But not having your phone out during the wedding mm -hmm. forces you, in a way, to enjoy the experience, enjoy right. the moment. Like, you're in the moment. You can't, because you're not in your phone. Right. So you're enjoying what's happening for what it is. And I think that makes it that much better. And I've seen so many people do it after you guys. Like, I've seen weddings where people were like, oh, no social media, don't post stuff. And I'm like, this is actually kind of dope. Like, it's a, it's a dope trend. So, And then not only that, but it's your intimate moment with your lady, like, that you invited people to be a part of. So, like, don't disrespect it and have your phone out and go on Instagram Live and nothing like that. Like, for number one, everything isn't for social media. There's this false sense of, of like, oh, I follow you on social media, so I should know everything that's going on in your life. No, you don't. <laughs> but I just, I like that. Like, it made the moment more intimate. We shared that moment with y'all. Mm -hmm. And the only evidence of it is the video that On The Run took. <laughs> I got to plug them in. Um, that On The Run took. So you have that and... There's no other footage of it anywhere else. Well, you guys just, have the footage. Just a correction. That was my footage. Oh, my bad. And so um, I, I got I got a little reprimanded by some of the guests. It was like, yo, it's your wedding. Stop producing your own wedding. I mean, so, you know, some, I was, it's certain things you just don't trust somebody else to do. Just, like, so to you got to leave the man to his own devices. You know like, he, he does this. Let him do it. Like I was, I was enjoying myself. And I think it's a balance of like people were like, it's your day, like you're not supposed to be doing it. But I'm like if nobody does it, I'm not touching the camera equipment. Like I'm staying in my lane. Like mm -hmm. I know what's going on. I know what I'm doing. 
my meets me and pops. We yep, here. Yep, yep. That's it. Like I'm doing my job. So yeah. So so from there, you know, I had a nice little freestyle. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it, but wait, like you talking about when you was hopping? No, the oh, freestyle. Okay. No, yeah. Oh, I didn't get there. Right. Um, talking about the the vow. So like, oh, you know, not not nah, bro, bro. I didn't even bro, know, bro. I didn't even know what I was gonna say till like that moment. As your friend. <laughs> Jackie got you, son. Oh, I she bet. had I she bet. had bars for your oh, ass. Yeah. Like she, she had them right She down. she wrote you a four page letter. Like oh, yeah. it yeah. was. I was like, damn, my boy going out bad, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like I was like, yo, he's getting cooked right now. Yeah, and the whole time she was talking, I was like, boy, you better say some shit. You yeah. better quote some one twelve songs <laughs> or something because it's getting shaky right now. Yeah, but yeah, man. And, and but it was. It was beautiful. And I think to your credit, while you ain't write no four-page letter, <laughs> Jackie, um, <laughs> you still what you said was from the heart. Right. And I think that not saying that what Jackie wrote down was wasn't from the heart, but you were you were you in true fashion. Mm-hmm. I think if you wrote something down, it wouldn't have been you being true to who you are. Gotcha. You did it in your way. And there's no other way you could have did it, right, right. in my opinion. Yeah, because you see me walking around trying to figure out what to say. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, here. like you know, the, the sand was in my eye. <laughs> I had to talk to Dad. <laughs> oh yeah, you know oh. what I'm saying? Like Dad was there. Ooh. Like we had everybody with sand in their eyes. We gonna, we gonna that that little. You had that one moment. I was like, oh, you better get up, like. You know? Um, but yeah, it was, it was, so the thing is, it was like having pops there was everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nah, yeah. And given the journey from, to get that passport Yo. and the visa, and then keep in mind, we didn't get to go to Paris. Man, I don't want to talk right? about it. So, I don't want to talk about so it. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. All right, fine. We'll talk uh, about it later. We're going to talk about that later. But, so we, we get through the wedding reception. Now, the reception we had decked out we had the tajine we had the yeah the the drinks we had mm-hmm. the little glass bottles so that that's we could bring back. that's what i put and the so, dirt in so that was party favors so mm-hmm. that people can bring back a little bit something um something closer to africa for them so you know that's, what was your thoughts about that i think that was dope like yeah. that was a very thoughtful favor that's what i put my dirt in mm-hmm. like but i made sure i went to like a part of the resort or the the property that had like very fine dirt because I wanted to just be a bunch of rocks. Mm-hmm. So I that's what I put it in. But I'm like that's thoughtful, like that's dope. And I I don't know if anybody else did that, mm-hmm. but I know that like as soon as I saw the jar, I was like, they just yeah. did me a favor. Because we have people that put like dirt, sand, mm-hmm. they put spices in there. I didn't even um, think about that. They put like a whole bunch of stuff in there. So that was that was really like. One um one of the interviews, she had like the ribbon that was tied in, mm-hmm. some dirt, some sand, some spices, the petals, because you know there was like rose petals all over. Yeah, the place. yeah, yeah. So she put. All oh, that who did that? Forcey. <laughs> <laughs> but always somebody trying to do the most. Hey, listen, listen. But I respect it. The Reds always do the most. Oh yeah, they do. <laughs> I love y'all though. I love y'all. He said um, that on me. So I so love the y'all. next day we take people to the Medina, mm-hmm. right? So now you've been to the market in the Philippines, you've been to the market in Asia. Like, what? Well, how was the the Medina any different? I liked it more. Oh, really? I think it was. It gave you like that almost like 
the first scenes in Aladdin type of vibe. Like you're just walking through the market or like Indiana Jones. Like you're walking through the market, you see all the vendors. I dropped the ball because one dude came up to me and was like trying to sell me a fake Rolex. Mm. And he was like 400 Durham. And I was like, no, like I'm not doing that. I did the math in my head and I was like, damn, it's actually not bad. (laughs) But you'd be rocking a, a Rolex. I, was no, ticking. I wasn't gonna wear it. I okay. was gonna get it as a gag gift for my boy. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But I thought about it too late. So after the fact, I had asked Ralph, like, yo, if you see him, like cop that, that and I'm gonna send you the bread. Mm. But, you know, like, it's almost like, so I'll tie it back to the trip to the Philippines. When we did the hike up the mountain, dude told me, he was like, yo, it's this much money. He, he said it straight up. He was like, this might be a scam. I don't know if it's real, mm. but if the dude hits me up in the morning, we out. Mm. And in my head, like, I was like, I don't know if I want to hike up a mountain. And then I was like, but I had to have like that moment with myself. Like, when are you going to be back in the Philippines? Yeah. When are you going to have another opportunity to hike to the top of an active volcano? Mm. So it's same thing. Like, I should have used that same rationale. Like, yo, I'm in Morocco. Granted, I would go back, but I don't know when I'm going to go back. So it's like, you have to make the most of it while you're there. So if it's anything that you're like second guessing and you're like, should I, should I not? I'm not saying do that with everything. (laughs) But certain things, if it's not going to like kill you, give it a shot. Mm, okay okay but i mean obviously to your comfort level right right so, so you definitely enjoyed yourself oh yeah yeah so, it was dope so that same day mm. <laughs> well earlier in the day mm. we had that hamam experience yes let's talk let's talk about like so for those of y'all that don't know the hamam experience can be very intimate mm-hmm. right and so they pair men with men women with women so that you know you're not you know causing no problems but mm-hmm. um what was that mom experience like because you got your head rubbed you got your head yes so and your beard right? right so it was funny because they were like we go in and she was like yeah we got shampoo this then the third and then my and i'm sitting like shampoo <laughs> she's like your beard she went and then she did it to my beard and i was like you know what i'm gonna shut up and let you do your job <laughs> because you clearly know what you're doing she mm-hmm. shampooed my beard washed my face I was like, yo, I could get used to this. Mm. Like, this is different. Like, this is massage to the next level. Like, they damn, massage, fam. Like, sponge bathe me. That's that's dope. Like, that shit was fire. I was like, <laughs> all right, we got to come back. Yeah. We got to do this again because. Mm. Mm. So you did the Medina, did the the Hamam, mm-hmm. and then y'all went to the YSL Museum. Yes. Right. So was... museum and the gardens. Right. What was that like? Because. I've did it before. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Personally, I didn't do the museum, but I did the garden. Garden. I think the garden was super dope. Yeah, I mean, so the I think the, the garden was nicer than the museum. Okay, you're not like heavy into fashion. It's not even about being heavy into fashion. I think it's like when you say museum, I, I'm thinking it's going to be something with a lot of exhibits, mm-hmm. and it was legit just like the one room with the news articles mm-hmm. and like the the pictures of Yves Saint Laurent. Mm-hmm. And then you go into the next room and that's where they have like all the designs. Like the fashion was dope. Mm-hmm. I'm not knocking the fashion at all, mm-hmm. but that was it. Mm-hmm. You had, so you had the one room with like the pictures of the articles, 
the room with the articles of clothing, which were fire. Like it was some pieces. I was like, this will go good in my my wardrobe. But <laughs> after that, it was the gift store, and then they had like the theater where they gave you like a like a short movie, and that was it. Oh. So I was like, it's not a lot. Like even the the museum at the um at the garden, mm-hmm. I feel like was more. Because it had multiple installations. Right. Yeah, like right. It had multiple things. So it was more in-depth look at things. But the garden was like where you need to get your pictures. Like mm. some fire-ass locations to get pictures in the garden. I mean, it's a garden. So yeah. But it was like some like, shout out to Nick. Nick got some dope-ass pictures of me. <laughs> like I'm still using them right now. Like I'm like, nah. Nick definitely got some fire pictures of me in the garden. And like... I think the garden was like the dopest part for me. Not taking like if you're there, definitely go to the YSL Museum. But I definitely enjoyed the garden more. Okay, so um, now you know pretty much trip is ending. Um, we were supposed to go. So this is the part where Nelson's a little upset. So um, we had 19 hour layover in um, Paris. Now you gotta you gotta start from the beginning. We so, originally so we originally we're gonna have a layover. In Germany. Right. We were, so, originally we were going to have a layover like in Germany where we were going to go to like the BMW Museum. Yes. And stuff like that. Like, Pops is heavy into driving. Nelson is heavy. Nelson's a BMW owner. Pops always wanted like one of those flashy cars. So I was like, look, worst case scenario, we get a BMW, drive Pops in the car. Listen. And he'd be like, yo, I was in the We could have been on the Autobahn. Right. We would have went to the museum. But... But COVID, COVID happened, so they canceled the flight that was going from um, Munich to Morocco. Right, and so our follow up flight was France. France. So on the way back, we were supposed to go to France and have a layover. Have a nineteen hour layover. So fortunately, me being me, I'm like, all right, well, we got to get some shots by the Eiffel Tower. We got to get like some boomerangs or some visuals. We so had a whole. So we could line them up with niggas in Paris playing in the background. Yep. We had a whole hop on, hop on situation. Yeah, like it was going to be dope. It was going to be lit. But, but, right, me, and, and I put this on me, um, and this is one of my tips. Make sure you understand your group. Your audience is going to dictate the way you move around the world. Unfortunately, I misread Dad's requirements to get in and out of France. So um, as long as dad was in the airport, we were fine. Right. He couldn't get out of the airport, which and he needed another visa. So this is why the France-Haiti relationship is the worst. Mm. So as a Haitian citizen, he can't. He doesn't automatically get into France. Which I think is corny as hell. It's, you know, it is what it is. But... but so luckily, shout outs to Delta slash Air France for the last minute change with no additional fee. So we got all three flights switched out now. Instead of going to <laughs> <laughs> instead of going to France, I think we went to like Detroit. Yeah, so we were supposed to have the layover in France and then go straight to New York. Right. They switched the flight, so we didn't have that big of a layover. But right. instead of going to New York, we went to Detroit, Detroit for three hours. And then back to New York. Right. So, Which is crazy because like we passed New York. Listen, I was just but I was like, sure we got home. whatever. It is what it is. In the airport was yeah, that was gonna be a haze. Yeah, and then was- even like the flight to Detroit, we got lucky because we got the center three seats mm-hmm. and we got them right like right where the front. where the separator was. So we had, we had excuse me, room. we had mad leg room. And these two are short, so leg room is important. Oh yeah. So I was um, I was 
lounging, watching movies. Like I was chilling. It was eight. It was a tough ass eight hours, but it would have been a lot tougher. Like had we been like crammed behind some yeah, tight spaces yeah. or whatever. So so earlier you mentioned traveling the world. You know, let's not forget that there are racism in different shapes and forms. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people would see you as black before they see you as Latino. Right. right? And so what has traveling while black Latino or Afro Latino mm-hmm. been for you? Yeah, I think it's been fine. I think the 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 biggest part of it is is like, and what most people don't know is English is my second language. So mm-hmm. even though I came here when I was three and a half, I grew up speaking Spanish mm-hmm. and then I learned English when I started getting an education here. Okay. So I still to this day speak I don't I do not speak English with my parents. Mm. And it's not because I don't want them to learn. It's just like it's one of those things where it's like I don't know you in this language. Mm. Like I grew up with you speaking Spanish. Speak what I know you to speak. Gotcha. And I mean I didn't realize how much of a benefit it is to me because now I retain the language. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I was thinking like, no, keep speaking in Spanish to me because I'm going to use Spanish later on. It was like, I don't know you in English, so don't talk to me in English. <laughs> Listen, <clears throat> Nelson is about to be my translator to every Spanish-speaking country. So if you need to borrow a Nelson, please hit me up at Atomic <laughs> <laughs> Travels. He's your black friend slash Dominican friend. Right. They can't tell the difference. Right. Um, he's your Dominican friend that will translate all things Spanish and hopefully some Portuguese in the future. So that's why, like, um, it's interesting. Like, going to Mexico or even, like, Costa Rica. We went on a, um, an excursion when we were on ATVs. Mm. And one, like, I got into, like, an accident on the ATV and it got messed up. Mm. And then we got back to, the like, the garage and I could hear them in Spanish mm-hmm. talking about, like, get them to pay for the repairs mm-hmm. while we're sitting in a warehouse full of ATVs. Mm-hmm. So I hear them. They don't know I speak Spanish. So when they came up to try to tell us, I was like, no, what you're not going to do is mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. in Spanish. And they were like, oh, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, like, you're not going to play me because you think that you're going to exploit us because we're from another country. Mm-hmm. So it's like. They didn't expect me to be brown and speak Spanish. Mm. In Mexico was a lot, like, I love Mexico. Mexico was a lot nicer. And I don't think we had to deal with like any racism or anything. I think it was more, it was funnier because like they would ask me questions to clarify. So like, right. So like it was all inclusive. I sat down, I'm looking at the menu and like the whole left side of the menu was like 15 different types of tacos. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, let me get this whole side. And he was like, <laughs> so you want one of each? I said, yes, give me one of each, this whole side of the menu. Mm. And he did fire. that. Yeah. Because they're not big tacos. They're small. Oh, they're small. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I ate all of them. And then I was like, and this would throw him off. I was like, let me get three more of this one. And he was like, all right. All right. And then I was like, I ate it all. But I think in Mexico, we never dealt with anything like that. I think. The only thing I would say is like, just be mindful of the people who are going to try to sell you timeshares mm. when you're in Mexico or anywhere else. But I experienced it both times I was in Mexico where they were like, you got to sit through a presentation. And right. then, yeah, like sit through the presentation, but just know you don't have to say yes. Right. Like right. Right. if you're not someone who travels a lot and isn't going to take advantage of the timeshare, yeah. just say no. So do you feel like you're so I mean, we've had conversations like outside of this right? Mm-hmm. where you were the darkest 
uh, within your family, mm-hmm. right? Like, is that something that because of your complexion, sometimes people mislead that you may not be Spanish? Yeah, or like they all check the your Spanish card all the time. Really? Like my friends in college, I have friends to this day that didn't know I was Hispanic until like six months into knowing me. Oh, like wow. we happened to be chilling and my phone rung and it was my mom. And I told you, I don't speak English <laughs> with my mom. Carmen does so not speak English. <laughs> I'm answering the phone and I'm like, you know, talking Spanish and like everything stopped and they turned around and they were like, what just happened? And I was mm-hmm. like, what do you mean? And they were like, you just spoke Spanish. I'm like, did you guys not know I was Dominican? And they, is not a- right. I mean, but it's like, you don't go out of your way to know people's last names in college. Right. But they were like, since when? And I'm like, since forever. <laughs> like, I'm Dominican. I was like, what did you think I was? And then like, I went to school on Flatbush. So mm-hmm. I went to school with Everybody. nothing but West Indians. Mm-hmm. Like, my closest friends were Jamaican and Trini. I had some Guyanese friends, a lot of Haitian friends. So like my Haitian friends weren't shocked, mm-hmm. but like the rest of my Caribbean friends were like, we thought you were like Cooley. We thought you were like Trini or Jamaican. Like oh, wow. you weren't, we didn't know. Cause like in college I had hair. So my hair was like very, oh, yeah. like if my hair grew out, it got curly. I looked like a, a, a fucking reggaeton singer. Like, mm-hmm. okay. right. But I always kept a short Caesar. So nobody knew. And everybody was just like, oh yeah, he's, you know, he's from, from back of yard or some shit like that. So I like, they didn't know. Then they found out. And then one of my boys was like, bro, I've been taking Spanish this whole semester. You could have been helping me out. And I was like, I didn't know. Like, I just assumed that you guys knew I spoke Spanish. But I mean, it's not, it's not easy to, because like, I'm trying to think how long it took me to realize you, like, I, I usually ask questions. So mm-hmm. That's probably why I knew up front. Right. right. Um, that's That's interesting because it's like, a lot of times when I speak Creole in front of people, you know, there's a look that looks Haitian. You don't look Haitian. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you didn't realize there are people that look like Nelson that speak more Creole, Creole than, than I do. Right. And then that same person will flip the language and speak Spanish without a doubt. Better than I do. Like, right. And so it's, it's crazy because like you'll go to the DR, you're on the beach. And somebody's trying to sell you a massage. She sells it to, like, as dark as me. Mm. She sells it to, like, try to sell it to mm-hmm. you in Spanish. Then the little broken English. Right. And she finds out in Haitian. Oh, cousin. Uh-huh. I'm uh-huh. like, oh, now I'm cousin, huh? Right, okay, right, I right. You, I see you. And I think that, like, that's what it is. It's like, they'll try to sell me something. And then when I talk in Spanish, they'll be like, hey, primo. Da, da, da. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you don't got to do all that. Like, I understand you're trying to make a living. I understand this is how you make your money. Respectfully, I don't want a massage, but I'll give you a tip. Like, I'll give you something, mm-hmm. but just don't try to run a game on me. And then it's like, you got to take that with a grain of salt, too. Like, you can't be mad at people who are trying to make a living for trying to hustle. Right, right. So, you got, like I said, you, you got to just, you got to take it for what it is. Yeah. Like, even like in Morocco, when we were in the Medina, that, that one night we had to run. <laughs> Ralph took us to old boy to buy me like the indigo turban mm-hmm. and dude was like haggling going back and forth with Ralph and I get it like I wasn't mad at him mm-hmm. but it's like you got to find that fine line because it's like we want to haggle so we get a deal but at the end of the day this is how this person is making their living right. so we don't want it they're not going to try to let us get away with it to a, like we don't know what it costs them to manufacture it but we don't they don't they obviously want to be able to bring 
food home yeah. to their families. So I'm glad you bring that up because um, I wanted to ask you, and I, and I just forgot to ask, like, do you think, so we went to Marrakesh during Ramadan. Do you mm-hmm. think that had an impact on our experience? Or you didn't even notice? I think it did. Okay. I'm I sorry. think it did because like, Timing wise, mm-hmm. like these people are fasting all day mm. and then the sun goes down, they get to eat with their families. But then it's like, they're like, even the, like, for example, the dude we went to go buy the turban from, like the sun went down, he ate, he opened up shop right away. Mm. Like he doesn't get a break even during Ramadan. Like he ate and then essentially like that overnight time when the sun is down, like that's the only time he gets to eat. Mm. But he has to go back to his shop and still make a living. So I think like, I'm not saying that he would have gave us a better deal, but I think that we got a different experience because it's like, if I don't eat for an hour and I'm hungry, I'm going to be, I'm going to have an attitude. Right, right, right. And and I'm, I get it. It's part of their religion. They do it, but that doesn't mean that it's not a test of your will, your patience and who you are. So I'm not saying that people were rude to us, but I feel like we would have gotten a different vibe from the people and just seen different interactions from the people. Mm -hmm. Were it not Ramadan, like even the customs agents, I feel like they were giving us attitudes oh, yeah. about stuff, and I'm like, bro, it's not my fault. You're fasting, like <laughs> I get it, but you chose this. Like, right, right. why are you mad at me? Like, I'm literally like, you see my passport. There's no stamps on it, so clearly I've never been here before. Right, right. Calm down, like relax. So um, overall, like we've all come out of we outside now. Mm-hmm. What does your new normal look like? <sighs> I mean, you got a new job, so that's, right. That's- and so, and I feel like I get spoiled with it because my new job is, even though it's based out of Virginia, mm. it's all remote. Mm. And because they're licensed to do business in New York, mm. I don't have to move to Virginia yet. Mm, nice. So the new normal, like I think, from the pandemic, a lot of us, the new normal is working remote. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem for a lot of these companies is justifying to people coming back into the office. When we just did our jobs from home for the last two years, efficiently at that. Right, right. So it's it's kind of hard to like convince people. And I'm like, forget like people like us. I'm talking about like older people who have like kids mm-hmm. and families. It's like during the pandemic, they worked from home. They didn't have to pay for childcare. Mm-hmm. They got used to the fact that they could close their laptop, turn around, and mm-hmm. enjoy their families. So you want these people to give that up. And essentially take on a bill that you're not paying mm. because now they got to go back to paying for childcare. Mm. And on top of paying for childcare, you have to weigh the fact that you want to put your child in childcare in an environment where like COVID is still a thing. Right. Like, right. so you run the risk of sending your, your, your child to childcare. They get sick. They bring it back home. Now you're sick. Now you got to take time off of work. And I think, some people I knew were saying that their jobs told them if you get COVID, you have to use your sick time. Mm. So I was like, that doesn't sound right. right. But I think for like the new normal for a lot of people, and I think in in certain ways it's empowering to us as the workforce, mm-hmm. where it's like we we're not settling for anything less than what we know we can get. So mm-hmm. it's like, we're gonna work from home. You're gonna allow me to work from home. And if you don't, cool. I'm going to find a company that's going to allow me to work from home and potentially even pay me more than you're paying me. Mm. So it, it kind of gives us, in my opinion, it gives us, the people of the workforce, a little bit of leverage when it comes to negotiating 
what we will and won't do work-wise. Gotcha. And I, I, I love that for us because for a long time, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but for a long time, we were at the job's mercy. Like they know they're underpaying us, but where are we going to go? We still got bills to pay. And a lot of us are not in position, especially like being black, being immigrants, we're, we come from a background where it's like, we don't have a lot. So we're working from behind. Mm. So getting back into a footing where it's like, we, me and you, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you and I had never been in a space where we could be like, I'm going to just quit this job. I'll be good without a job for a year. No, not yet. No. Like, so it's like we have the shackles of like, we have people depending on us. We can't just give up a job or give up a paycheck because we're not there yet. Do we, are we working towards getting there? Absolutely. And I think like, for me, the dopest thing about this last year is like, you got a new job. I got a new job. Jeff got, like everyone I know is leveling up. They're getting new jobs. They're getting degrees. Like, I love that for me in my circle. Like we are, we are elevating ourselves. We are trying to cultivate a lifestyle outside of work with travel, with whatever mm-hmm. that makes us happy. Right. And it's important. And it, it is super important. And it's, it's, I like that we're prioritizing that, like being happy, being able to do what we want. Mm-hmm. And I tell people that, oh, like the last, last week I had a meeting at work where they asked like, what motivates you? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were like, Oh, you know, being part of the team, this, that, and the third. And I was like, <laughs> compensation. Like she added, like it was like a bar and it was like compensation. And I put like all the way, like if I could have went further right, I went further right. Cause I'm like compensation. I'm like, we gotta be real. We work for what we're getting paid, mm-hmm. but we work so that we can enjoy the lifestyle we create for ourselves outside of work. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to get a job that pays me more money, I'm not thinking about it from like, Oh, I get to stack my bread. Like, yeah, I get to stack my bread, but I get to enjoy myself outside of work. I get to do the things I want. So that when you hit me up and you're like, yo, we out the Zanzibar, yo, we out the Prague, I can be like, let's go. Like, say less. And, and it's that's that's what you're trying to cultivate is the lifestyle you live outside of work. And that obviously is gonna look different for everybody because mm-hmm. people with families is like, I wanna be able to spend time with my family yep. and not have to worry about work. Or I want to be able to travel with my family. Like, there's some people who do that. So I just think, like, the new normal for us, for sure, is just working from home, knowing our worth Mm -hmm. is a big thing, and just not settling. Like, somebody out there is going to give you what you expect and not think twice about it. So go for it. Facts, facts. I mean, shit, you just dropping jewels and, and stuff like that. Since you dropping jewels, like, let's get three tips, three travel tips for somebody that's trying to get off. So, you know, for some, for, for those of you that were listening and stayed on this know, whole time, talk, right? He talked about being a roadrunner for his chapter, mm-hmm. right? Where where they move around and they visit chapter to chapter to chapter, which allowed him to see the United States. Mm-hmm. One way of traveling is literally leaving your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like just start as simple as that. Right. But what are some tips that you would get? Don't be afraid to travel. Don't be afraid to go. Don't be afraid to try new stuff. I think being open, like to your point, like be open to it. Don't don't go to another country and just automatically write stuff off because mm-hmm. it's not something you would normally do. Gotcha. Get out of your comfort zone. Get out of your norm, I think is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Like 
just don't be afraid to try new stuff is number one. Mm -hmm. I think number two would just be find your <laughs> find your travel tribe. <laughs> that's I think that's, that's huge Listen. because too often, like you see people who like who they'll go on a trip, and then like every trip, I feel like if you if it's just, like a random amalgamation of people that just get thrown together, it's like you got that one person that's like, oh, we have an itinerary, we're gonna do this, that, and the third. One of the best things about the trip to Morocco is that that day we got there, they were like, we're going to the Medina, and we were like, we're not, and I got to sleep. Like, you, having an itinerary is cool, but being able to pick and choose what you want to participate in, mm -hmm. I think makes the world a difference. Mm -hmm. like, I, like, a lot of times people are like, oh, you came on vacation to sleep. Vacation looks different for everyone. Yes, I absolutely came to sleep. I came to sleep, eat, and take fire pictures. That's what I came on vacation for. Like, I didn't come to be, like, on a schedule from the minute I wake up to the minute I go to sleep. Like, no, I want to be able to enjoy just, so like, I, got, I took a picture outside of you and Jackie's room. I was sitting on one of the couches. I was looking at the sun, and I was just like, and I took the picture because it was a dope-ass view. I was chilling. The sun was beaming on me. I had God's filter hitting me. I was like, this is dope. When like, the sun hits, you got to take a Yeah, like, you have to. So it's like, yeah, it's like, don't be afraid to try new stuff. Find your travel tribe. Like, I cannot stress that enough. Like, find people who are going on the trips for the same reasons you are. Mm -hmm. Or not, if not the same reasons, but who are just going to enjoy the trip for what it is. And then I guess the last one, just do it as often as you can. Mm. Like, time is a currency we can't get back. Facts. And the truth is, is like, we don't know when we're going to be gone so just don't try not to regret anything. Live in the moment. Life is a delicate balance of planning for the future and YOLO. Yeah. And I've clearly been more of the YOLO. <laughs> As recent. But I don't regret it. I don't. <laughs> I like, mean, you, it's, but it's true. You, you do only live once. And, yeah. You know, um, you know, we definitely need to make sure that we take time for ourselves and our mm -hmm. mental wellness personal peace right um you will find nelson on the state of the black man's mental health mm -hmm. he'd be dropping jewels um and I, I think to your point like like my dog marcus said uh we gotta stop acting like we get to live twice facts and I, that's all i can leave you with like just do do what makes you happy all right all right well that's with that said please don't forget to subscribe like comment Hit that notification bell so you guys know when we drop new episodes. So with that being said again, travel more, stay safe, peace, be blessed.